some of our clients that you would say are in the most commoditized, make the make the most mundane things in the world. Um, but boy, they know what they're really up to. And they are, are in this position of strength that is remarkable. And they, they are now leaders in the industries that they're in. It doesn't matter what you make. It's who are you in the making that makes the difference. This is Swarfcast. I'm Noah Graff, here with my co-host Lloyd Graff. Our guest on the show today is Brent Robertson of Fathom. Brent is a business philosopher of sorts and consultant. His mission is to help people discover what their purpose is, beyond just making money. He helps people figure out why they want to go to work in the morning. Today's podcast is brought to you by Graff Pinkert. Looking for a screw machine, rotary transfer machine, or CNC machine? Graf Pinkert's got you covered. When you're buying any used machine, you're taking a risk. So it's important to buy from someone who knows their stuff and who is going to give you straight information about what you're buying. Graf Pinkert is a family-owned firm that's been dedicated to selling great machine tools to the turn parts industry for 75 years. It specializes in the top multi-spindle brands, including Index, Schutte, Gildemeister, Tornos, ZPS, Acme, and Wickman. They also sell a variety of other types of used equipment, such as CNC Swiss, CNC turning centers, and parts washers. Machine tools are complicated. If you're going to buy one, you should go to people who are knowledgeable and committed to the industry. Learn more at www.graffpinkert.com. That's www.graffpinkert.com. We are with Brent Robertson of Fathom. Welcome to the show, Brent. Great to be here. Okay, so tell us what Fathom is and what your background is, please. Sure. Uh, Fathom is a future design firm. And if you don't know what that is, that's okay. <laughs> um, a future design, future design is really um, an idea that is in service to how is it that we um, create the kind of future we want to have for our organizations and to think of the future as something that can be designed and it can be a condition that we can create that allows us to live into the kind of future that we want to have. And so Fathom works with organizations, um, a lot of our focus in manufacturing organizations to help them really step into a future um, that has intention and purpose that goes beyond um, simply thinking about the future is more of what we already have but to look at the future as something that can be um, quite different, that could be designed um, beyond um, what's known to be possible um, based on the way we traditionally think about organizations and uh, how they exist. And fundamentally, it is a, it's really about bringing um, deep human ideas into the design of an organization. And when that happens, um, what we find is those organizations simply outperform. Uh, outperform in in every way. They outperform in in certainly the revenue they generate, but they outperform more importantly in the level of relationships they have um, with their clients, with their customers, their relationships they have with their workforce and their teams, um, and the relationships they have with their communities. Okay. And what's your background? How did you get into this racket? Yeah. Well, um, you know, interestingly enough, my background, uh, I'm a sculptor uh, by training. Um, also deeply, um, studied in science, um, and, uh, and design. So, uh, 
I've always been sort of in these two worlds, one world of, um, you know, what exists and the real hard understanding of the world and um, in the world of what could exist. And over the years, I got really good at navigating between the two and uh, now have an organization that's built around that idea of taking organizations from what is to what could be um, and uh, um, building a business around that. It's been a fascinating journey. Our heritage is is as a marketing and branding firm um, founded 15 years ago. But um, we found that um, we were increasingly dissatisfied with the effect we were having on organizations um, as a marketing firm, because you were really just sort of touching the surface of how they show up to the world, not really changing anything about them. And um, in our pursuit to want to um, create organizations that are much more fulfilling um, and well-performing, um, we our transformation to a future design firm is what allowed for that. Grant, when we were in Phoenix, you talked about your own personal journey. Could you give us some sense of how you came to the place you're at now and your sense of mission? Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a great question. It's um there's always been um I'll describe it this way. I, I've always felt like I'm a misfit. And, and and I don't mean that as, you know, an intentional misfit causing trouble. I mean that that I didn't I never felt like um the status quo was very stat- satisfying, <laughs> um, and always sort of felt like I didn't, I didn't really fit or had interest in fitting so much in the world that is, and more interest in, um, you know, what could be right. How, how do we, how do we call into existence something beyond um, where we stand? And um, what I came to understand about ten years ago was some words that really helped me understand what is this thing, this voice that just won't let go, that has me pursuing and not be satisfied with how things are. And what I uncovered was this idea. Um, what if we could create a world where we're fully expressed? Our entire humanity, what makes us um, human is, um, is at work inside of organizations. What if we left nothing at the door when we came to work? In fact, what if we created an organization that was up to something so big that it required our full expression to be at work. And when I say full expression, I mean our body, mind, spirit, all of it. Like, how do we bring our imaginations into play? How do we bring the things we believe in? And it's been sort of an unrelenting pursuit of that idea of how can we create organizational or community systems that that is um, uh, how they operate. And and what I found is um, that um, not only is it possible, but um, it's um, it, it what it creates is it creates organizations that are leveraging more of their humanity in what they do. What's the side effect of that? Well, as human beings, if we're leveraging more of our humanity, we're way more interested in what we're up to. <laughs> um, but also that those organizations tend to be um, serving more of humanity as part of their design, right? So not only are they producing wonderful things for the world, but they're also in the world in a way that's sensitive to and taking responsibility for the communities in which they operate or the, um, the, the things that they touch and the people they affect. It's pretty, pretty wonderful. So you're saying that if you're doing wonderful things and you have a purpose, you're going to help the world yes. and you're going to help yourself. You know, at, I love that you just said that, Noah. Um, the idea is self-interest, yes, but but what after that? 
right? Um, if we're aiming for something beyond our self-interest, we'll take care of our self-interest way beyond what we thought was possible and be up to this other thing. I describe it, and, and we talked about this at PMPA, the idea of we often, when we're thinking about our organizations, we often use a benchmark as the reference point, right? A benchmark is somebody else's um, achievement <laughs> um, because it was achieved because of the environment of somebody else's organization. And when we use a benchmark as a reference point for our organization, which is unlike the one that set the benchmark, um, we tend to never hit it. We can't hit it, in fact. By the time we try to get, you're not them. And um, by the time you get anywhere near that benchmark, they've already moved it. <laughs> but if we, so if we aim for benchmark, you'll always be dissatisfied because there'll be some trailing distance from the benchmark. But if we aim toward a belief, right, if we aim to something we believe in, we'll overshoot the benchmark. In fact, the benchmark's irrelevant. Um, we'll create one that's unique to our pursuit of some other kind of belief that goes beyond what we sell and make. Is it difficult to figure out what the belief should be for a business? What's the step to figure that out? It's allowing, um, granting permission to have a conversation that's not usually allowed to happen inside of business to happen inside of business. It's, it's, um, it's a, it's the courage of leadership to say no business process is going to get us to the future. We want, we need our humanity in the design to get us to the future that we want. Brent, do you think it's possible for a large organization to be infused with this kind of belief? So it's funny, um, Wednesday, uh, I was conducting a workshop and we had 27, um, leaders of 27 pretty remarkable organizations in the room. Uh, several are our clients. Um, one of them in the manufacturing space uh, with uh, 5,600 employees um, who um, know and wield their beliefs, values, and commitments as their crown jewels uh, that we help them create. Um, they are their most valuable asset. And they are not tangible things. It's not machines. It's not the, the IP that they have. It's this way of being in the world um, that they know and, and have in the foreground of everything they do. And as a result of coming into to having a relationship with those ideas, their, um, their share values tripled in five years. And they are seen as, um, as a reference point for a lot of other organizations to think differently about um, what they use um, as the tools to navigate their future. They're not what you think. You know, we tend to default to process improvement or some proven, you know, dogmatic approach to future um, that somebody else's. What we've discovered is it's already there waiting to be revealed and surfaced and put to work, which is what we care about and believe in as human beings. How do we put that into the foreground and to the way we operate? Um, that is the catalyst of the kind of change and growth that we're talking about. Okay. Well, let me use you for Graf Pinkert. We have this podcast and our blog, but one of the main things we spend our time on is buying and selling machine tools around the world. We're treasure hunters. It's really the part of the business that pays the mortgage. So what do we do to find meaning in that? Well, here, let me, let me share something um, that, that might help with this. Um, when it comes to understanding the nature of purpose, it transcends 
your businesses. In fact, it should include them all. You're up to something. You're not doing this blog and this podcast without a reason in mind. You might not have language for that. You're also, you know, when you spoke, spoke to the idea of you're a treasure hunter, right? Um, you're, a, you're literally an enablement organization, right? You, you're making possibilities happen for others that wouldn't have happened without you. You're having this conversation. Why would you be on the line with me today? You're obviously, there's, there's something we're going to talk about you feel would benefit those you serve. You feel it would allow for something for them and you're giving them access to it, right? So I, I would suggest you're, you're somehow, what you're up to is, is giving people access to possibility that they wouldn't have had without you. What does that allow for? What does it let them do in the world? That starts to point to what's this all in service to. So I find purpose is a duality and it includes what do you believe about the world? Um, what's, a fun, what's a fundamental truth that drives you in this business um, that is inarguable? There's no one that will ever be able to argue out of that belief and you don't need any evidence to support it, right? There's something that you believe in that drives this. And then what is what commitment in the world is that driving for you, right? So I believe this to be true, which drives my commitment to do this thing, right? Um, you're out in the world providing um, possibility. And um, why you're doing that, I don't know, but it's definitely connected to something you believe in. It's driving the fact that, you know, I was, it's funny, I was with this law firm yesterday and, and, you know, one of the partners was, you know, sort of pushing on some stuff. They're like, look, you know, I could just say that I'm, I'm in this business just because of the money. And, you know, I could, it, it totally makes sense to me. And I, and I'm like, um, I cry bullshit because, um, why is it that you deliver at the level that you deliver that has you occupy this remarkable position? You give way more of a crap about this business than you're saying right now when you say it's about the money. And he's like, yep, you're right. And, and then we got to it finally to acknowledge that. So it's a willingness to include acknowledging what you've been up to this whole time. Doesn't matter what business you're in. You've been up to this same purpose the whole time. You happen to do it and have multiple ways to express it. This podcast being one, the blog, another, and the, um, the business being yet another but I would tell you it's, it's all related. It's all connected to something that you've been up to this whole time. And it shows up in the level of care that you have taken in the work that you're doing, because you know what it means to the, your customer, but getting access to that piece of technology that they couldn't normally afford, you know, that's going to change their world. That's what you're up to. So how are you changing their world? Well, that feels good to me. However, when I wake up in the morning, I hate to say it, but I'm not thinking, how am I going to change this guy's world? How am I going to make his business function? That's just not what's in the forefront of my head with the machinery business. No, I think you're, you're after something. Um, you're after wondering, well, what does this all mean? Where the territory I would um, compel you to explore is, is, is to keep asking yourself the question of, well, what is this enabling? Like what, what, what is what I'm up to allowing for in the world? And what of those things matters to me most? There's a, there's a series of questions that I, um, I use often to help people explore this. And it is, it's an exploration and your curiosity about it is all you need to start exploring. One of those, one of those questions is, um, what are you willing to give fully no matter what, right? 
What is something that you are absolutely prepared or have been giving of yourself um, without question, without compromise? Um, Another one is what do those that know you, love you, are in relationship with you count on you for? What is it that you have consistent? Who is it you've consistently been for them? And then the third is um, what breaks your heart about the way the world is? Right. What what's true about the world right now that that has you sad that 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 you absolutely um, triggers your your emotions? If you explore those three, and it's they're they're quite they're quite powerful questions because they require some of them they require asking of yourself, and the other the middle one requires you asking of those around you. It's it's in between those three questions lies the territory of where your purpose is. I find. Um, and so it becomes an exploration, right? I, here's a way to look at it is, is you're in the world creating. What is it that you're creating that matters most to you? That's what you're up to. You've been doing it your whole life. I, if, what I find people are in the right territory and discovering their own purpose or an organization's purpose is that they realize all at once, once there's words for it to go, oh my gosh, I've been up to this the whole time. <laughs> this all connects a series of patterns in my life um, that point me to, of course, that's what I've been up to, um, my whole life. Right. I, I only was able to understand that connection. Once I finally had language to understand what my purpose was, I was able to see that the fact that I lived in two worlds my whole life and that I built this ability to move between them. But what had me want to be that way? Um, what was dri- what was driving it? Once I understood what that was, it all made sense. But you got out of the marketing business because you didn't feel the purpose in it. I didn't see it allowed me to um, take on my purpose at the level I wanted to. It's it. I would say there. All I can say about that is um, the path that was possible for me, had it be existing as a marketing firm, was inadequate. And that's not anyone's. That was my path. I don't know what other people's paths are, and if and if what they're doing is is fulfilling, um, not just filling their time, but fulfilling great <laughs> whatever that is in whatever form it takes for me um it simply was inadequate based on my commitments in the world to to remain um in as a marketing firm because being a marketing firm already limited the conversations i could have because it predisposed our clients to what we're good for and uh, that wasn't enough um and we needed to step beyond that to take on the work we really wanted to take on at the level of change we wanted to take on Listeners, do you have an idea for a future episode of Swarfcast? Or is your company interested in advertising on the Swarfcast podcast? If so, please send us an email at swarfcastpodcast at gmail.com. That's swarfcastpodcast at gmail.com. One of the beautiful things about understanding purpose is you start to see barriers that you didn't see before and you get into the business of eliminating them for you yourselves and others. So let's just play this out, right? In the, um, the equipment business that you have, in fact, you are removing barriers. You're, re- you are creating access that, um, couldn't have happened without you that are allowing these other organizations to do things beyond what they thought they could do. That's awesome. What are they doing? that you care about. 
it's in there somewhere. Why, why are we on this podcast right now? Why do you care to have this conversation? There's a reason. I don't know what it is, but you're doing it and you wouldn't do it if there wasn't a reason. This, this idea, everything that we're talking about, um, what it allows us to do is it allows us to stand in our truth. And the more we stand in our truth, um, the more um, effect we have. And if we can connect with others that are standing in their truths, um, the level of a relationship that makes possible is extraordinary. And so the fact that you wrote that piece because it mattered to you and it was personal and it was you in it as much as it was information for someone else gives me access to you I wouldn't have had otherwise and allows me to relate to you. Now, we live in a world right now that unfortunately um, for so much of so much of our culture has been has been incented to um, to react poorly to divergent points of view. And we need that's our I think our, our next frontier is humanity is that we include divergent points of view. We don't run away from them. That That's one of the effects you had is it, you know, just the title of it automatically had people um, obtuse. Um, but nonetheless, one of the things um, we encourage with our clients and what changes the game for them is don't be for everyone. Be in your truth. Others that, that believe will join you and they will be lifelong relationships. And, and that's what we've seen over and over again. And it's beautiful, right? I mean, um, when we can speak, here's, here's the thing. Um, it's not so much the words we say. It's where we stand when we say them. And so when you talk about your businesses, where are you standing? When you speak to what you're up to, that's a powerful place when you know you're standing and what really matters to you. And um, what's been really interesting is even in some of our clients that you would say are in the most commoditized, make the, make the most mundane things in the world, um, but boy, they know what they're really up to. And they are, are in this position of strength that is remarkable. And they, they are now leaders in the industries that they're in. It doesn't matter what you make. It's who are you in the making that makes the difference. Well, if someone is interested in undergoing a transformation, your company provides coaching. What's the next step? Do we contact you guys and you'll send someone over to transform us? How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, we are, um, we, we, who we are for our clients is a great, great thing. Um, what we are for our clients is unwavering advocates for their potential, meaning that um, once there's um, an understanding of the potential they seek, the potential of who they want to be in the world, then we stop at nothing to make sure they arrive fully formed. And so for our clients, in some cases, we're, we're a coach. In some cases, we're a, a sharp stick in their side. Um, but we're the we're us being present with our clients we become um, we become the uh, antidote to the world providing all the excuses for why future didn't get done because <laughs> there we are holding everyone accountable to what they said they're out for. Um, people take advantage of that through a couple of ways. Um, we tend to start um, really small with a client. Um, let's get the leadership team together and and let's dream. Right. We, th- we do a thing called Future Design Day, which is a one day intensive, almost always described as gosh, we did more in a day than we've done in the past three years when it comes to understanding the future we want to have. That's kind of the outcome that people have of this session. And it's extraordinarily powerful because it gives us a chance to explore the things you're talking about right now collectively um, and then put them into a form that then can be communicated to the rest of the organization and start this process of 
including vision and bigger ideas into the design of the organization over time. And so sometimes things start there and that's enough to get the, get the fire burning. In other cases, we're there side by side with those clients as they take on that transformative journey. And in the best cases, which is almost always, um, that, um, that step process of going from one state of existence to another, we're there for multiple cycles of this. So when I talked about that, that organization that's tripled in share value, um, you know, we've been working with them. I would say we're on our sort of third transformation. And every time they make one, it, it's just unbelievable what's happening as a result of it. So they keep coming back for more. The minute you arrive at a new place, you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> what could we do next? What, what, what more could we become? And, um, and that's what uh, is so beautiful about the work that we do um, is, is when we see all of us together becoming more for the world as a result of the relationship. Um, and obviously, and when you're more for the world, you also make a lot more money <laughs> too because – you're more valuable, you know? If people want to find out about what you guys do, where should they go? Yeah, so um, our web address, the best place to go is our, our website, Fathom, Fathom being a measure of depth, and net. Um, so fathom.net is our web address. And you can, it's easy to remember because Fathom measure of depth and net is what you catch great fish with. So fathom.net um, is the best way to find us. And there's lots of, um, you know, examples of the stuff that I'm talking about hanging out there and that's the best way to reach out to us well thank you so much brent it's been a really interesting interview and now i've got to go and make my day have some meaning thank you very much hey everybody first we just want to thank you for listening to the podcast It boosts our egos, and of course, your ears are the reason we do this. But it would be great if you could subscribe and leave a review, as it'll help other people discover it. Talk to you soon.